Ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back to the JKWD podcast where you're going to have a lot of fun today. We have Lisa David Olson on the show. She is she's funny. She's funny. That's what she is. She's funny and creative and we talk creativity and launching your projects and uh, a lot of other stuff. <laughs> she made Josh laugh out loud. Pranking your coworkers. <laughs> How to accidentally get beat up by your coworkers while pranking them. <laughs> <laughs> but first, uh, our, our quick business. Kelvin, how you doing today? Doing fine, sir. Absolutely Great. wonderful. Still here in upstate New York. Hasn't snowed yet, but there's a promise of it showing up soon. Uh-oh. We'll see how that goes. Uh, well, I guess we won't be coming to see you anytime uh, in the next few months then, because well, not that COVID was going to let us travel. Won't be in the next week, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, not that COVID was going to let us come up there anyway. But, well, you know, there is this. Let's see. We're brought to you today by Vitamin K Daily. Go get yourself four weeks free at vitaminkdaily.com. Philosophical supplements for your attitude health. Hey, look at that. I got it right. You did. Congratulations. <laughs> See what happens when you laugh out loud doing a podcast? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Four weeks free after that, only $24.95 a year. A year. It's nine and a half cents a day. Wake up, learn how awesome your day is going to be. To your daily dose of positive from the Prince of Positive himself, Kelvin P. Ringgold Sr. Thank you. Again, that's vitaminkdaily.com. So four weeks free. If it's not for you, just opt out before the end of it, and uh, you won't get charged one red nine and a half cents. All right, we're gonna uh, we'll play some music, and on the other side of that, you'll hear our conversation with Lisa David Olson. Badoo. Yeah, how are you? Did I name that tune? But um, psh. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll oh, see. She had to finish the whole orchestra now. Yes. Good morning. How's it going? Wonderful. Hey, on my time, I'm two minutes early. I want bonus points. Josh, Josh handles right. the bonus points. Did I get Got a sticker? It. They're up. Yeah. I don't um, think we can lick our fingers anymore. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, Remember I think as long as I think we can lick our, our fingers, just we can't lick somebody else's. I got to write that down. I get so mixed up. <laughs> Not somebody else's. Got it. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun day. So Josh and Kelvin. That's okay. The Kelvinator. I figured. See, yeah, that was me, and not <laughs> and not the football player of of the same thing. But uh, well, once you hit record, I just go flat. Oh, it is recording. Whoops. Yeah. Well, we, we, we just capture conversations. Josh has said some really good stuff about you, so I'm like, 
That works. I'll take it. I'm good with that. You don't work with me on the daily, so I'll take it. (laughs) I'm kind of a brat. Are you? Oh, yeah. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? (laughs) You want to talk to my coworkers? (laughs) (laughs) There goes Calvin's coffee. I may may need to get some more coffee before this starts. (laughs) I just filled up. I I should have done that. We've been on since 1030, so this is my second fill up. Give you me go 30, get one, and Josh and I'll talk about thirty you. seconds. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'll hold it. Where are you guys at, Josh? Um, I am in Savannah, Georgia, and uh, Kelvin is outside of Syracuse, New York. Wow, cool. And uh, where are we finding you this lovely day? La Crescent, Minnesota. Minnesota, huh? Yeah, well. You said you're uh, in Georgia. Uh, yes. You don't sound Georgia. No. I grew up in Massachusetts and uh, spent 11 years in central New York. So. Oh, okay. That's how you met Calvin? And then, yes. And then uh, my wife and I decided we were tired of cold and the snow, so we moved here. What is your weather there? Um, we've been hovering in the mid-50s and low-60s the last couple of weeks. I could rock that. Yeah. It's been cold at night, but, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'll take I'll take you know thirty five thirty eight as my cold nights as opposed to you know the last winter we were up in Syracuse it was minus fifteen for two weeks as a high. No, not okay. Uh, like nope, done, all done. <laughs> we haven't had that yet, so very very lucky. Uh, we're hanging in the twenty five to thirty ish range and just got. Where, where are you? La Crescent, Minnesota. I'm right along Oof. the Wisconsin border, separated by the mighty Mississippi. I'll spend, painting the picture. I spent a year and a half or so in Duluth many years ago. Ooh. That was the coldest place I'd ever been till I went to Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's Alaska like? Fairbanks, well, Fairbanks sucks on a major scale. It gets like 60 below there. Yeah. If Don't no you wonder wind. what happens to the animals and everything? Um thick skins or something. No. They got moose back there and they hunt moose. I oh, saw sure. moose. It's very big. They're hungry. They shoot them and drag them out of the forest. How the I don't get it. Don't <laughs> get it. Because <clears throat> they're like, I don't know, 1,500 pounds or something stupid like that. Uh, big. Saw one stare down a trailways bus one day. Oh, taking on the bus. The bus is like, I'm not moving, Bubba. Whatever you want. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet the moose won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not going anywhere until a moose goes. <laughs> right. Respect for the rack. Yeah. Holy smoke. Yeah, that's, oh, that's that is, we are amongst hunters in my area for sure. If it's not football, it's hunting. Well, there you go. There you go. So we managed to get both this year. We, were, we weren't sure that was going to happen. <laughs> right. Cardboard cutout audiences. Cool. Oh, yeah. That and that and some of the uh, some of the they had, they had they had some screens on some of them. They had screens set up for some of them, I guess. Oh well, maybe not on the football field. Forget. We've that. gotten creative, and during this time, we have gotten creative. Yeah. So uh, since you since you brought that up, how um as a as a performer, uh, how <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> and speaker. Too like what? What are you doing? <laughs> Luckily, my background is in improvisation and mm-hmm. stage work and comedy writing, parodies and song parodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to drill down into my improv training and just it adapt. 
and you make a choice every day. And I love to speak to people saying, have you guys ever done improv? Generally, the answer is no. Mm. And then I say, okay, well, raise your hand if you've ever had a boss, ever had a kid, ever had a partner, ever had a friend. <laughs> you all have done improv. And now that's even more obvious because we look at our Instagram, Facebook feeds, whatever, and see that everybody became experts at making sourdough bread. (laughs) Like they invented bread making because of quarantine. That's improv. (laughs) You tried something new, you shared it, you included other people. I mean, if you want to send me some bread, I'm I'm not really asking for it. Okay, here's my address. (laughs) You know, so everybody got really creative with well, for performing, I'm speaking virtually now and I'm I'm a very interactive speaker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I got to change everything. Well, thank goodness for the chat box because I can still be interactive. Yep. I just have to do this, move with my eyes and move my glasses so mm-hmm. I can see that, oh, Sally said she has a funny uncle. Well, that's good. So, <laughs> yeah. Know. And that's, I mean, that's pretty, I'm a Toastmaster, so... Mm. We we had to we pivot we had we had to pivot to that. So yes. Standing in front of a room full of people talking and my gestures and stuff. And now I, I didn't <clears throat> I didn't think I was really good at making that come across on the screen, but I was in a, a uh speech contest last night and apparently I've been listening. <clears throat> so I can I can make some really crazy faces on it. So you were doing it via Zoom. They could yes. see you. Yeah. And how did it go? Wonderful. I got first And what was your topic? I got, I got first. Oh, it was a humorous speech called, have you ever had a bad day? I like that. Very intriguing. And Toastmasters is about storytelling. Yes, it is. And that is my, one of my passions. It it aligns right with creativity. It's storytelling. I'd I'd ask you where you're a Toastmaster, but you probably get enough of that all the rest of your, rest of the parts of your life. I have never done Toastmasters. Oh, they would love you. <laughs> and and I, now you can be a virtual member of any club in the world, just about. You're right. And no, I definitely don't know why that didn't occur to me. So, why not? Did you say you got first place, Calvin? Yes, ma'am. Nice. <laughs> a little round of applause. Thank you. That was club level. Next level will be a little tougher. Practice and what is more. that? But um, club level, we have we have go to club, area, district, and then international. Ooh. Uh, I have been as far, I have been to the, I haven't gotten to district level yet. So, but we got some great speakers. Do you take the same speech, Kelvin? Or do you, uh, or you have to write a new one every, uh, every for, for when you're going through a series. So like this year uh, I can win at the area. I can win all the way up through the district with the same speech. When I go to the next level, I think I can use the same speech. If we get to world level. You mean when? (laughs) That too. Everybody has to have a different speech because by the time you get there, everybody's heard your speech. So if people heard it before, they've got biases for against it or whatever. So the leveling, the playing field is everybody comes up with a new speech that hasn't been heard before. And, uh, some of those guys are absolutely magnificent. I mean, the messages you can give 
in five to seven minutes. Isn't that great? Is shocking. I mean, and turn it into I, your TED talk. Yes. My goal. I got to do that too. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are going to get a TED talk. Yes. Have you done that yet? No. <laughs> okay. But I am. That's how I say it. I am getting a TED talk. Okay. Figure the more I mention it and well, so one thing I one thing I did was speak it into existence. Go. Yes, exactly. One thing I did was I right now is not a great time for me to invest thousands of dollars into a um agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, my husband lost his business during the pandemic and it was a an entertainment business of 30 years. Mm. And so we are being a little more frugal because I'm the income right now, the main income. So I'm not able to invest in an agent, but I thought if I did have one, mm-hmm. excuse me, <clears throat> if I, but I thought if I did have an agent, mm-hmm. her name would be Bev and she would, she's older and she's gravelly. She smokes. And so I thought, you know, Bev can be my agent. <laughs> so I stepped outside of myself and Bev came in. She said, can I smoke in here? I said, absolutely not. Can I fake smoke in here? Yes, you can fake smoke. Here's a fake ashtray. So Bev was my agent and she has been out looking for my TED Talks and more speaker engagements. So mm-hmm. I do have an agent now. Cool. And everybody should have one because then you're highfalutin. Excellent. There Mine just go. happens to be an alter ego. I was going to say, normal. I was going to say, <laughs> so how much do you pay yourself to do that? You know? <laughs> oh, I right now I'm not. I'm still having to have her prove herself to me. That's all right. Make her work on royalties. It'll be right. She'll work she, on it. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. You're right. She's on commission. That's it, go. Kelvin. She's on commission. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the TED Talk on? It, what I speak on is humor as a connector and creativities, creative thinking to reignite your stuck ideas. That's what my journal is on. Improv tips and cues from my 20 years of doing comedy, improv, stage work, writing, mm-hmm. we would write sketch comedy, perform it, celebrate the town we live in with gentle parody. And I like to teach that to business, finding creative ways to look at things differently and storytelling for business. Storytelling is, <laughs> we just covered that. Kelvin, storytelling is so important, whether you mm-hmm. are connecting with family now over Zoom, whether you're writing your holiday letter that we don't really all read or whether you are trying to create your resume or whatever storytelling engages us Mm -hmm. and we want to connect through humor creativity and storytelling through those ideas that's how you can build your audience Mm -hmm. just like with marketing you can't just say hey everybody come to my business Mm -hmm. you can say that but your success is going to connect when you say hmm you folks would really love to hear this story. Maybe you have another story for this audience. Mm-hmm. That's how you can build your website, draw people in. Don't make the first sentence, including the buzzwords that we all know when we play boardroom bingo, you know, <laughs> ad hoc and authentic. Let's all be authentic together. <laughs> so it's just, but if I say, I, like I love authentic. cranks and no. coffee, <laughs> what, Kelvin? I like authentic. <laughs> I like authentical. <laughs> but if I start with, I love pranks and coffee. What do you love? Okay. I won't scare your introverts. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's sweat in the weird places. Now you're listening. 
So bring us back. How did you um how did you get started in this and where did your journey where has your journey taken you along the way? I started in I was in a singing group and a friend in the singing group said, "You know what? I'm in this comedy troupe and I think you should check it out tonight. You should come down." And immediately I was just like, "Whoa, this is exciting. I can sing. I'm funny. I I'm not afraid of a spotlight. I'll do it." And then I I was just really high on myself and she said, yeah, we need another female. So I was like, well, I have girl parts and I'm free tonight. I'll just bring my parts over to the audition. So, <laughs> so I did get in. And of course, I said the same thing everybody says, but I don't do improv. Mm-hmm. So that's the short version. Yes, I do. And I can teach it. So I went on to perform in this troupe. And I eventually ended up owning it, running it, producing it, mm-hmm. doing the admin work, doing the fun tax work. And I did that for 20 years and along the way, speaking as well. So it's always been side by side. Mm-hmm. And I did I did sunset the troupe this past January because I'd done two decades. I, I, I believe in backing out when things are great. And boy, was I right. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler, yeah. COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm, think anybody saw this coming. <laughs> well, maybe somebody two. did, but they weren't telling us. Right, right. Two weeks. How are we going to make it for two weeks? Oh my gosh. Yeah. How am I going to do it for two weeks? Bomb, bomb, bomb. Going into our 10th <laughs> month. We can. We are. They did it in 1918. <laughs> they figured it out. We were yep. still born. So, Oh, oh my friend just had a COVID baby yesterday, by the way. I'm sorry? <laughs> my friend just had her COVID baby yesterday. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to always call it the COVID his, My son had his COVID, their COVID daughter three months ago. Congrats. And the name is? I'm not allowed to say that on the air. You can make it up. Nobody's going to challenge you. Oh, well, that being the case. Her name <laughs> Sparkles. Is Angel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, lovely little girl. And, and here's the good part. I'm here with my son and, and the baby. And my sisters are in Maryland and they can't come up here because of COVID. Oh. So they're really, really angry with me yes. because I get to play with the baby and they don't. And you're going to teach in their faces all the every things. chance I get. Oh. And do you braid hair once she starts getting her hair? Sorry. Pass that. No. <laughs> Done that. Got the t-shirt. Don't need that. <laughs> Because you could really make them mad by breathing gonna, badly. No, no, no. <laughs> I, got my, I got my limits. <laughs> yes, keep dressing I, her like a football player. And I haven't player. had to change a diaper yet either, so we're we're doing okay for this one. So, but oh. hey, it may it may it may it may come to that one day. Congratulations! Thank you. So, so I mean, do we have a name for this generation, or are we going to be calling them quarantines forever? The or Q, just, like Generation Q. Yeah. I think they're going to be COVID babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, but if, but if COVID winds up being an every year thing. Um, hmm, yeah. Yeah. We don't know that yet. That's but. COVID. Well, you know, each one of them have a new number. You know, what can I say? <laughs> lots of COVID uh, kids, baby. lots of divorces. Well, right. It's supposed to be a whole generation, not just a, not just a season, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, start somewhere sure though. Will think of that. Yeah. So, I think you already told us how you got into comedy. What, uh, outside of having fun and, you know, 
just having a blast every single second of your life, what keeps you there? I do have a full-time job. I'm very grateful for, especially after going through the changes of all that the year has been. And I work with police officers during the day. I'm a records person, local dispatch, Mm -hmm. administrative, all the junk. And I am an author and I am a podcaster and I have a comedy album out of telemarketer calls and how I took calls off in a different direction. So that just was published on the Spotify. I don't have to carry around my suitcase of cassette tapes anymore. <laughs> Pretty exciting <Yay>. for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the production cost has gone way down on that, huh? Yes. But the thing is, is when I would speak, I, I have a, a suitcase on wheels because I take my books and, mm-hmm. and then I, I went from, I never d- did have it on cassettes, but I was actually carrying around CDs mm-hmm. and cause there's 22 phone calls. <laughs> And I was really, I guess it would be like in the last three years, people would look at it and look at each other and go, I I don't have a CD player. And it just cracked me up. I just felt like I was hauling around reel to reel cassette, you know, oh, reels yeah. of tapes, <laughs> which I did work with back in the radio days. I got some mm-hmm. of those, yeah. The original cut and paste. Every oh, every radio really? station had the razor right on mm, the counter yep. for for the actual real tapes. <laughs> so nothing, not, not for anything else. Cause you would line it up and take out the piece you needed out. Yeah. That's way back. So that's my gig. Now I, I love to speak and transferring it to the virtual world. Like I said, and trying to be as interactive as I was, but there's games I play with the audience that I can't do it that way. So I'll do it this way. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of turning it around. And I had a really good, time with a a recent group and I've got one coming up and Oh, April is humor month. So we have to be ready to celebrate humor month. Oh, is it? We need humor more than ever. Let's think about that. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, Yeah. Between, between COVID and, and just the political uprisings of the past year and change and the weather. um, Oh yeah. um, And the monoliths. What does, um, (laughs) what, what does, Man, it. Well, Josh told me about it. It's been such a weird year. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know we had to flip the calendar, but it's still really 2020. We just ran out of months, right? Um, 2020 extended. Calendars don't do crap. No. When people are doing their resolutions and stuff, I just I'm like, really? Every day can be your resolution. Yeah. We 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 tell people don't wait until the calendar flips. Go ahead, start now. Well, let's go back to 2019 where the sassy memes were going around. 2019, you can suck it because 2020 is my year. Oh, well, yeah. How did that work for you, <laughs> Sheila? <laughs> so I didn't see that meme yeah. flying around this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's in this year's, this year's off to a roaring start. So, so what is um, what is Humor Month and you know, what, what are your big plans for it? I've gotten a couple of speaking engagements lined up. People want to infuse humor, whether it's to their private groups that they have. They want to bring in a speaker just to jazz it up. I I love to share creative cues that I've learned from improv and a lot of businesses, you know, that we can all join from home. Why not? Mm -hmm. And and still to bring Mm -hmm. in a speaker just to change it up a little bit. I've got a PDF of a few creative cues that I'll share with people. And I love pranks. 
And sometimes people will share their prank stories. I love messing with telemarketers. Sometimes they share those stories too. I just, <laughs> we connect through that and we, we want to laugh because laughter, actually, when we were kids, you probably laughed, belly laughed a hundred times a day. And then as we get older and we're told the confines and the silos and the rules and regulations and the, all that, we stop laughing. You know, when you hold up two fingers to a kid, that, that could be bunny ears, that could be peace, that could be anything. And then as an adult, no, two, that's a number and that's what we use it for. You know, and mm. to be told, you know, color inside the lines. So as adults, we only laugh sometimes between one and four times a day. And we need laughter because <sighs> so it... Sad lowers your in it it lowers your blood pressure it raises endorphins it's free you know seek out bloopers from the carol burnett show instead of hmm. what's going on in a certain area of this world right now so i'm not saying you shouldn't be up to date with the news but dang it don't look at that before bed right well you know i stopped you know, watching the news in 1989 and somehow this past year i just found myself in, watching right? way too much way too much and it's like yeah really? wow you have to so, seek the joy and then when you do that and you are joyful you are better to your partner you are better to your offspring your co-workers mm -hmm. that next phone call if if an interaction just happened we're full of joy and then i share that with you or you know i work in a police department those calls aren't hey just wanted to call and say i hope you have a great day that's you <laughs> yeah, know you my neighbor that, looked at me <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> or it's an elder with another scam call and you can't track that number because it's through the computer, but you tell them, did you give them any bank info? No. Great. You did great. Not only are you going to have ice cream for supper, you're going to go tell all the ladies at Mahjong tonight that you didn't fall for it. <laughs> no. And they're laughing and they feel better and they want to tell somebody. So when we laugh and we have joy, it's a ripple effect that goes out to others. Even in the grocery store, we're so desperate for any kind of social. We're waving at joggers. Just, oh, there's a person. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I enjoyed Christmas because it was legal to say Merry Christmas, even if it wasn't their holiday. That's right. You know, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. You know, yeah. I, I left my credit union one day, and I, I, and I, I was leaving, and I was saying, do you celebrate Christmas? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're the first one today. You know, I'm like, hey. And they're leaving their Christmas lights up longer. Why not? Well, if you're in New York, it's too cold to take them down. But you know. <laughs> Well, people are by That's choice leaving them up. Um, I have a Facebook group called Counterclockwise that I created three months ago. I already have over 2,000 people on it. And we basically are just sharing memes. But out of nowhere, one of the members said, uh, posted, Who's leaving their Christmas lights up? And I, I think there's almost a hundred comments on there. I'm leaving them up till Memorial Day. I'm doing this. And it just evoked this great well, conversation. If, Again, connection. If I get them up, I'd always leave them up till the last call for the rubbish people to take the real take the the uh, the, the uh, real tree. <laughs> yes. You know, because after that, you got to pay the the landscaping guys to dispose of it for you. <laughs> right. Right. They're, they'll chip it up. <laughs> Yeah, so that's crazy. No, I I even stuck gifts out in my mailbox for my mail carrier. I put I chased the recycling guy down because I had a giant candy bar for him. Are you oh, kidding really? me? I'm gonna talk to a person if I have to I chase the truck like a dog. 
But you know, we live on a we, we live on a dead end street with a cul-de-sac here, and we know just about everybody. We're always out. We, we have a two-year-old. It's a community uh, at the and cul-de-sac. we have a dog, so we're you know, you know four walks a day. And when everybody was home, um, you know, for the first times back in March, you know, they they noticed that we were walking four times a day. And more <laughs> people started to walk, and you know, we're waving at everybody. And, yeah. um, you know, we have a. Um, our neighbor a couple doors down has a, she's a single mom with a uh two girls they're they're 10 and 15 now um and the younger one was driving her batty so we uh <laughs> um we had her come over and uh write notes to all the neighbors and and put little bags of cookies together we went around and dropped them in everybody's mailbox uh, that's so kind and a little bit um illegal but that's so kind (laughs) (laughs) no that is so nice because you know well maybe the mail carrier stole them all but it's still a nice idea (laughs) (laughs) it makes me wonder if you guys would when you said that that's so adorable because i'm picturing you dressing up your your offspring as the little t-rex outfit that i see all over and (laughs) that you guys can do four parades a day yeah yeah um yeah and now that she's yeah, you know, walking and and talking and um, yeah, she everything's funny to her, which is which is great. So we we laugh a lot and we don't know why. Um, that is and then, yeah. best stuff. And then we spend a we spend a lot of time with my five year old niece too, um, and she has, you know, when we get um, we don't sit her down in front of the TV a lot, but when we do it's interesting watching what's funny to her because it, it just seems you know, kind of caricature to, to me, but, but I can see that it's, Oh, that, that thing that's happening is unexpected to her. Like I, I, I understand that when the cat loses a tail in, in a cartoon that it's, not real it's to it's to make a point but it's hysterical to her so you know, <laughs> because it's, it's absurd a, right yeah it, well it's totally unexpected you don't understand how it happens it just and you know the cat's still walking and talking because and not her cats can do that on a on a card yes not, and there's not no bleeding lawsuit it, not bleeding out on your floor and do that in real life <laughs> nope yeah. nope no no or um, or does and then sure the tail grows back and, well of course or or it comes back Yes. Next. However, it was stolen. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But just watching somebody laugh. um, Yes. Hysterically is 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 worth laughing with. Yeah. It's it's contagious. Laughter is contagious. And you, she's at the great age. Your niece is at a great age for you to watch Shrek. And because there's Mm. that is my example of my favorite humor. Because some of the jokes we get as adults, like do you know the Muffin Man and all that. There's, but there's a different layer for the kids reason to laugh. So mm-hmm. sometime, you know, get your family together to watch that, even if you've seen it before and, and challenge your brain to, to catch that level. That was brilliant writing because it was hitting the adults and then amusing to the kids and the other stuff went over the yeah. kids' heads. And if you wanted to make it kind of risque in your head, that's up to you. That's my favorite humor. You don't have to lay <laughs> it out there. Then there's nowhere to go. Like right. some comics and clubs, you know, they, they start with the genital jokes and then where do you go? 
you know, I, I like to dabble on the edge. And if you want to take it there, that's your choice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you let them be the GPS, eh? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so it's cool. Exactly. That's cool. When did you know it was time to write a book? When it was time to put together a, a comedy album? You And... And how did you decide to launch? Those are the two pieces that I think a lot of our audience get stuck on. Yes. When do I when do I decide to do this? And now that I've decided to do this, when do I say, okay, it's good enough time to time to send it out into the world and do its thing? Don't overthink it. And do it because you get one spin on this rock. Whether you believe anything happens after, we don't know. Believe what you want, what gets you through the day. You get one spin to be here. Share your story. You've got a story. Share it. The world wants to hear it. I didn't finish school. I went through 10th grade. I grew up in a very traumatic home. It was horrid. Why would anybody want to read my story? And they do. And they told me I'm brave and they are sharing their stories with me. The time to launch is, is now. And it's because people want to hear your story. The more you sit on it and vacillate and think everything is going to line up, it's never going to line up. So, so stop, stop that inner voice. We all have that inner voice that says, you're fat, you're slow, you're not as smart. And I lived with that for so long that I'm not as smart because I didn't finish school. Mm-hmm. And once you challenge the inner voice and give it a name and give it a face, mine looks like a troll. His name is Ed. And I tell him, yeah, there's a lot of people living in me. I got Bev the smoker and I've got Ed the troll. And you, you fight back to that voice and you say, oh yeah, watch this. And you do it. You start writing and you don't make it beautiful and you don't make it perfect. You just start writing. And it's amazing because when you actually start in the act of writing, you remember a whole lot more than you thought you did. Mm-hmm. And for me, my memories are very uh, sectioned off. And there's a lot I don't recall because that was a survival instinct. Yeah. Yeah. You understand. So with trauma, you, you block a lot. And so humor was my escape. Carol Burnett show, you know, I say humor saved my life. There was a time I almost took a handful of Darvaset pills and in my memory, I sat in that lower bedroom, dark paneling, blue bedspread with a handful of pills. I was just 15. And I, I, I sat there thinking, this is it. This is all ridiculous. But then Carol Burnett was going to be on. And doggone it, it was only on on Saturday night and you couldn't replay it. So I chose comedy. And from there on, I knew that comedy was my thing. And the thing is, is once you write it, you, you can reach out and find people. There are so many courses you can take on self-publishing. So mm-hmm. when you are letting those things hang you up, that is your inner troll and yell back and say, oh yeah, watch this. Cause here I go. So I launched in 2018 after I finally decided I didn't need three initials after my name. I respect those that went that path. It just didn't work for me, but my story is in snippets. It's very shortly written. I gave myself permission give yourself permission. I gave myself permission to not write it in chronological order. I gave myself permission to share 
the crap, the being dragged out of bed in the night by my alcoholic mother. And then I would share a prank story in no particular order. And at the end of each snippet is a lesson. I'm not teaching you. I'm telling you what I learned. And if you are inspired by that or it it gets you going, all the better. And in the middle of my book is my project in bravery. If you want to get into that, I'm happy to. I love to talk about it. And so that's what I, I say about launching. When you give yourself the the reasons, I don't have an editor. I don't have somebody to do the layout. What in the heck is an ISBN number? Well, if a 10th grade educated person can get this, <laughs> you can, you can, you can barter with somebody, you can trade, you can sell some stuff that you are sitting on. And, you know, it probably costs, I don't know, two to 3000 when all was said and done for a self-published book that's on Amazon. So that's, that's it. Start writing stop having excuses. So I also have a journal that I created and I printed that locally because I wanted to support local before it was cool and hip. Mm -hmm. And it's all creative cues. And from my world of improvisation, it's creativity, prompts, things to get you thinking about things from a different angle. And then there's room to write and draw and set your coffee cup on it, mess it up, do whatever you want. And that's called what ifs and why nots. I'm very excited about that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a a bigger book out of that and have creative cues for businesses. I think it's going to be called sweat in the weird places. I'm not sure yet. (laughs) So are you, are you teaching in businesses? Yes. Yes. Workshops, um, doing zoom chats. I'm doing a lot of the zoom groups. Um, Like there's the fierce Academy that's women entrepreneurs. And I presented there recently. And then I I like to follow up and I do one-on-one coaching calls. I call it creative partnering. Mm -hmm. And you bring me your project. A client recently was a gal with two projects. She's like, I really want to run this business that I've been doing, but I really love this macrame thing that I've been starting. And so we talked about it and how it doesn't have to be one or the other, but you do have a field and a market over here and you have a market over here. Let's get your story out there. Let's connect your story to it the emotion. We emotion shop. So give me your story. Let's connect to it. So we talked all about that. So we'd love to do the creative partnering thing too. I uh, see. Do I create, do I do it? Am I creative? Oh, never mind, Josh. Don't answer it. <laughs> you're a speaker. Of course you are. You're a podcaster. He's, a, he's, a, he's also a photographer and a, um, and a photographer and a podcaster and a, and a papa. And a, and, a, and a, yeah, and a pop on the ground. Yeah, that's right. She knows pop up. My son would like that because I'm Papa. He's uh, Papa. And, there you and, go. And it's like, cool. <laughs> I, um, so we, we got all those straight. So, so one of my sisters said to my son one day, said, Oh, you're daddy. He said, No, that's Papa. Mm-mm. Papa. No daddy. He's Papa. Yeah. He <laughs> loves love it. it. He loves it. And oh. He, you know, it was, he, I don't know if he'd hate me if he heard me talking about him or not, but. Um, you know, in the past, he's been a a, um, a little hot hitter from time to time. But when they had the baby, <laughs> I had never seen the gentle side. I mean, so gentle. And I'm like, where was that when you were a teenager? <laughs> Teenager's not going to have it. They don't no, have. He don't. He don't. The brain it. isn't fully developed until they're 25. I have five sons. I only got one that's 25 and the others are under. So you do let me just tell you this about what? that. <laughs> you don't you, wow, five sons? Well, five good. shared sons. Two came out of me. Oh, okay. 
And I, I, uh, I've always known my stepsons because my husband and I were friends and coworkers a long time ago. And then I got to help raise them towards the end of their awesome. young and teen years. So that was, that was fun. So do you have weird question? Do you have a favorite audience? Oh, yes. That's a really good question. I don't know if I've ever been asked that. Wow. Calvin. Nice. When I envision what that would look like, it would be people who want to be interactive and are willing to accept new ideas and maybe try them. I do always say I won't scare your introverts. I'm not that improv person that's going to make you jump up and and do you something like silly, hop on one foot. I, I'm not comfortable with that as extroverted as I am. But by asking you something and give me a room where two people might meet and and then they yell out, you know, it's, it's McDonald's. And then somebody else might yell out a shoe store. So I put the shoe store in McDonald's. Why not? Mm -hmm. Well, the people that yelled out those ideas are now in it right? without having to get up and without having to be on the stage. So yeah, I would say those who are the best audience to me is willingness to kind of be interactive from the safety of their zone or their seat. Mm -hmm but that they want to laugh and that they are interested in trying something new and it doesn't have to be right there, but maybe that, that I would hear later that they tried something that worked for them or that helped them. I like that. Cool. So in, in all the fun that you have, um, have you ever had to deal with what one might call a difficult audience, whether this is from the standpoint of maybe an unhappy person who didn't like her stuff or just people who weren't responding to what you were doing? Have you had to deal with anything like that? Yes, in our improv shows, which the theater was a nice medium-sized theater. So if, if it was packed full, it was 140 people on these raised tiers. And it was beautiful because, as you know, with speaking, you feed off that energy. Mm -hmm. But you also can feel it when it's, oh, yeah, sucker, you better make me laugh. <laughs> so we our shows were mainly Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <clears throat> and we became cognizant of the pattern of that, the difference of the, the nights. So Thursday nights, we're probably having one beverage and we are woo, woo, one more work day to the weekend. So that's, that's sometimes they were the, the dirtiest with their suggestions. We don't always mm -hmm. take those suggestions, which mm -hmm. is true in life too. Just because someone gives you a prompt doesn't mean you have to use it. Right. Give me an occupation proctologist every single show <laughs> never took it <laughs> so <laughs> but they thought they were funny mm -hmm. oh it was funny again so friday nights whoop, whoop, we got the whole weekend ahead of us and that would be the the partiers and mm -hmm. they were they were definitely more loud now saturday night shows they they were full of prime rib they gotta get up early for church so you better make me laugh but you know what they still enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But as a performer, you feed off of that. So that's why I am so in awe of comics now. I have so many comic friends that are trying to get back out in the public. Mm -hmm. But now picture this. People are sitting, what, two, three chairs apart, separate rows apart, masked probably. And we need the reaction. Whether you're telling a story to your granddaughter, whether you're sharing it with your partner or your friend, we need to see that. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine performing that way. That's why Zoom has been working, sort of. People are are trying it. I've certainly tuned into a lot of Zoom shows that are mm -hmm. comedy. It's a great way to keep people writing and interacting. But 
what a challenge, but they're still, you know, once it gets warmer, they'll have more shows outside. So that, that just describes the different audiences that I've learned over the years for the comedy show, how it was. Mm -hmm. And it did, whether they were loud and interactive or quietly sitting back, it didn't mean that they didn't enjoy it. It just means you, that they too absorb the energy of each other. Right. Yeah. Get a couple going and it, and it kind of feeds on people and, and that kind of thing there. Right. So I, th- I think Josh is, is hard to make laugh. Uh, Josh, do you, do you ever like, you know, guffaw? <laughs> I do. I don't, you know, I, I do have kind of a quiet laugh. <laughs> his smile is in, and I already noted this. If he smiles and you can see his teeth, that is the equivalent <laughs> of the audible laugh for yeah. Josh. Calvin and I easily audibly laugh. Doesn't mean that Josh doesn't enjoy it just as much as we do. But he's, you're more of the guy that had the one-liner over here, and people might hear it, people might not. Mm-hmm. You're more the one-liner guy. Where Calvin and I are up there, hey, look at me, I'm juggling. <laughs> I um, I <laughs> I spend more time laughing at me, um, a lesson I learned a long time ago. I mean, out loud. I mean, I I can walk through the house, walk into a wall, and it's like, boy, that was stupid, you know. <laughs> and I've had conversations, and people are like, you're talking to yourself. Yeah, don't worry about it. Sorry, where do you hear so about you, dumb stuff I've done? You have the same talent as me. My husband said that I am my own best audience. <laughs> I like that. I can yeah. so get myself giggling, especially when I set up a prank for one of my cop co workers and then I forget and then I get myself. Has happened <laughs> twice. <laughs> That's bad. once was uh, what, bubble wrap. I was gonna say, we need to hear one of those stories. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got two quick ones. Once was bubble wrap under the rug because they've got these massive steel toe boots right. and they're big guys. And so I put bubble wrap under the rug, tee hee hee. So when they come out by my area, they step on it, pop, pop, pop. And it just makes me laugh. And they usually just don't give a reaction because that would be feeding it. And I've been there six years and they are, they're really good people. I am just so, so happy to help serve them and, and that I have this job, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I love what I do. And so the other one is super fun. I get so excited because this, this goes for anyone. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the snap and pops or the poppets? They're little white things with the twisted paper. And when you throw them on the ground, they pop. Yes. Oh yeah. So you take those and because they're twisted paper, they have that beautiful tail and they're so easy to tape into the door hinge. Now, six to eight is a really good number. Two per hinge, I call it. Ooh. Yeah. So the bathroom door is near me. I'm so blessed. And it's open. And so I, I like to put snappets in the door hinges. So then when the officer goes in, because there's nothing in the bathroom. It's a jail type bathroom. You don't get a mirror or anything like that. So it's got a nice echo to it, you know. So they shut the door. Pow. <laughs> See, I laugh just thinking about it. And they haven't hurt you yet, huh? <clears throat> no. Well, I got hurt once. <laughs> a year ago this month. But with the snap and pops, nobody used the bathroom. Somehow my brothers in blue were having bladders of steel that day. And I forgot. <laughs> and I got myself and I screamed. And then I laughed. And if anybody had been near, you would have heard the door shut, the pow, the ah, and then Huge laughter, and then quick, I better go potty. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I got hurt a year ago when I was around the corner, and one of my officers, I could hear him saying, wrapping up a conversation around the corner in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I happened to have an empty wrapper from a ream of paper. And I thought it'd be a great idea to raise my hands by the corner because he's giant and go, 
pop by his head as he's coming around the corner. I've done this to my kids for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Just always, I'll hide weapons. in a closet. I'll be <laughs> under your desk, Calvin. You better check under your desk tonight because I'm probably under there. And so he comes around the corner and I go pop right by his head and the fist comes up Oof. and it's a big fist, but he didn't hit me, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't stop walking and he wouldn't take his arm down. So here I am trapped between his arm and the wall and I got dragged down and I fell on my butt and I fractured my tailbone. Ouch. Ooh. And it was on video. Mm. And it's stupid and it hurt and it was my fault. So immediately yes. bosses and HR are like, oh, are you okay? You're going to file workers comp? I'm like, heck no. I, I'm, I'm thinking that doing the loud pop thing in a, in a police station where they have, like, <laughs> you know, guns, like real ones. Yeah. They're is, trained uh, though. They're trained. And reflexes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're trained. They know what they're doing. I'm, I'm saying, you know what? My husband always says that. What is your problem? <laughs> What are you, what if they, and what if they, this, and I said, you know what, honey, if it's my time, at least you can always say she, she went out doing something she loved. That's what I said. I can see that. That's all oh, God. Josh is crying now. No, it's a, oh, wow. That's it. Okay. We need to have you on again. Cause he don't laugh like this during podcast. So nice. That's a, that's a great testimonial. So, wow. I was tased once in training because I was on the reserves for a while. I figured working around everybody. I want to, I go out and shoot with them and all these things. So Mm -hmm. I, I did do the taser training and it hurt, but you know, so if I do have to get tased, I know it's just five awful seconds. (laughs) Five awful seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But you get quite a buzz after (laughs) I don't recommend (laughs) it, but like pulling the probes out themselves, that hurts. Ooh, your, your endorphins, you, you got some energy as if you just went for a run. (laughs) Hmm. Well, if you need energy, I guess that's, I guess that's one way to get it. It, do it through training, though, not not being arrested, because then there's a whole lot of paperwork. <laughs> you don't want that. I, I have no intention of uh, of ever making that connection. I right, say. right. I will say that. So. No, it is hard to scare an officer because they are so trained. Like you know, when I jump out at them or something, mm-hmm. you just get that dirty look. Like kid, go to your corner. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't give up. <laughs> I even scare my dog because my kids have all moved out and I don't know why they moved out. But uh, who, who, who can say no idea why I'm on my third marriage. I don't get it. I don't get huh. it. Well, me too. And I don't, I'm not sure we had the same causes, but uh, who knows? Um, <laughs> Josh, you got a question in there? Nope. Keep going. So if you've got, you know, I mean, you're, you're coaching all kinds of people on this stuff and you've got somebody who wants to, make a change, do kind of what you're doing, not necessarily you. How do you, how do you walk them through that? I love to talk about creative tips, seeing things from a different angle, Mm -hmm. whether it's, let's pretend it's somebody like we were talking about writing, but I just, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I was writing and now I'm stuck. Okay. Are you always writing in your office? Yeah. I'm always at my home office because that's where this is. And that's where that is. All right. We'll take your laptop, go into just making up a scenario, go into your kid's room, when they're busy elsewhere, sit in the beanbag chair, put on some different kind of music, make it sound like you're at the coffee house and experience your feet on the floor, your bare feet on that floor, experience breath work, experience change, wiggle your toes, breathe, check your posture, get comfy, put a pillow on your lap, get that laptop out. And now what comes to your mind? Or go to your living room next to your plants where the sun's coming in the window. Mm. Or take your laptop in your car and if the weather was good, 
go to a park, change where you're at. There's a reason a lot of people go to a co- we're going to coffee houses to write. You're like, how can you write with that chaos? Because it's a different energy. Mm-hmm. There's even a a music channel on that is a coffee house sound, so you can hear the mumbly talk, the chatter, oh, really? and some as if there's the the cool music, you know, the the mellow coffee house music, and you can hear the chatter and maybe a couple cups clanking. And there's something about that energy. I'm I'm not usually into country music, but what if I did put the country music on? What new thoughts mm. might come in? What if I just take a break, go for a walk? For me, it's a nature walk, usually by the river, um, with no earbuds in, with nothing going on, drive without music on and see what thoughts come in. Most thoughts, and I don't know if this is a woman thing or not, so I'm going to ask you guys, do you get a lot of good thoughts when you're in the shower? New yeah, thoughts, maybe? Yeah, and we talk about this sometimes it's when you're not focusing on and waiting yeah. for the stuff to come in when you're doing something else that is kind of mindless yes you know i get even you know even with you know an audiobook going in my in my ears while i'm running i will often solve problems on my you know uh, you know i'll figure that out and and yeah, you know, well, out walking. You know, we're like I said, we're out walking all the time. Um, the between the dog and the baby. <laughs> so. Well, and you're 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 liking it to the um, endorphins. The yeah. you're you're talking about oxygenating yourself, mm-hmm. getting outside. So for a lot of people, especially during this winter, you need actual vitamin D. I work yeah. in a windowless office, ten hour shifts, and I'm still this this freaking hyper. <laughs> wow. I do take a lot of extra vitamins, but I seek the sunshine on every break. Mm-hmm. As cold as it is in Minnesota, I have to get outside. And that's what Josh is saying too, that change your, your patterns. And so in the shower, we're getting our new ideas because you shouldn't have your electronics in the shower, but also it is that time. So try and emulate that moment of being in your water booth and try and replicate that elsewhere to allow those thoughts to come in, whether it's meditation, which I have a real hard time with, obviously, but guided meditation. I was going to ask you about meditation and and stuff like that. I do a lot of breath work because of anxiety and my childhood trauma stuff, the fight Mm -hmm. or flight stuff happens. So things, and I'm in therapy, got to keep up with therapy, let other people hear your thoughts that are paid professionals, not (laughs) always your friends and family. And I love to have tools to work on. And one is when I'm feeling anxious, where do I feel it? And for me, it's right in my sternum. So put your hands there, they say. Acknowledge it, feel it, breathe it, know you're safe. Hold in your breath for a pause. Let it out for a length of time. Mm -hmm. Another pause at the bottom. Where's your brain at that pause? I know I'm safe. I know I'm okay. I know it's a feeling. It's going to pass. I'm okay. you got to self-talk the good stuff to get all that negative crap out. You just have to. Find the tools that work for you and be open enough to research new tools to try. You don't always have to do the one thing, but definitely exercise, whether it's so, gentle stretching or running like Josh. Get your you, buns moving. Hemingway used to uh, leave sentences unfinished. So he, he would be writing and at the end of the day, he'd be mid-sentence. So he had somewhere to pick up the next day. That's so cool. He he was giving himself his he own He left thoughts. him, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, that way he started a thought and left himself mid-thought rather than ending a thought with period and then 
having having to start fresh the next day is actually in the middle of something and I love that. That reminds me of something my my uh, brother told me about. um, It wasn't Einstein. Would I I feel like there's something in between that state where we're almost asleep, that Mm -hmm. beautiful spot where we're almost asleep. I always have to write things down. I keep paper and pen. I can write in the dark. I don't want to turn my phone on. Mm. And there's that that spot, that sweet spot. I, I bet we're missing a whole lot of stuff in that sweet spot. But I think it was Einstein used to hold a fork or a knife and he would, before he'd fall asleep, there'd be a metal tray on the floor. So that right when he got to that sleep state, the utensil would drop and clang and wake him. And then he would write down whatever it was. (laughs) Think about that sweet spot. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to, Hmm. I suppose that's what, when people are really good at meditation, I bet that's where they can kind of get to. Well, that's where the alpha state's pretty nice. Yeah. That's where, that's where flow, that's, that's where flow lands. They, uh, yeah, you know, when you actually track the waves, you know, oh. winds up in between in, in that little narrow band between you know, the the sleep of theta and the waking beta. It's the, the those alpha waves right in the middle there. Oh uh, wow. It's that band where you're just you're not thinking about anything. Things are just coming to you and you're able to just keep going and, and not concentrate on it. And the m- minute you notice that you're there, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, <clears throat> it's true. Yeah, if we could just tap into that, how how happy the world would be. <laughs> but that's it's a goal. Let's let's all yeah. I mean, let's it, go it, seek it our can, alpha. It can be taught, but you you have to want to learn. Yes, and yeah, you can't a, lose for trying. Yeah, there are a couple of uh, organizations that are working on getting the word out how to how to force flow how to how to get in intentionally grab that zen <laughs> yeah zen junkies oh, wow. let's invent that zen junkies zen junkies that might be a contradiction in terms but <laughs> that's what i do i put two weird things together and that's where we are just think if i cooked like that oh my hot dogs and jelly i don't know well, I gotta tell you, the best the best meatball recipe we ever got was uh, sweet chili sauce and grape jelly. Yes, that's a very Midwest thing. Those is little mini okay? hot dogs and the football game is on. Yeah, that's very yeah. Midwest. <laughs> Pam roll ups with a pickle in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't the coolest, say Luda the coolest thing I saw had was you know uh, dates wrapped in bacon, which. Ooh. Yeah, and you, never you know, heard of that. They, at the time I had them, somebody referred to it as yuppie crack. Um, so, the <laughs> <laughs> party, I'm like, we could do that because you you can put bacon on almost anything. Yes, you except can. Except chocolate. And uh, oh no, there's there's candy bars with bacon in it. Uh, in New York State Fair, they used to do deep fried uh, bacon, you know, and chocolate. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, I can't degrade bacon like that. <laughs> <laughs> respect the ham <laughs> <laughs> exactly don't give me those turkey strips so, and call it bacon come on now well I you can make shoes out of that stuff so if you had to you know everything we've talked about today and somebody comes to you with i don't know they're confused they're unmotivated they're 
you know, sort of sort of frightened, just just kind of bleh. Yep. What what would you what would you say to them? What would you recommend to them? I'm going to ask Josh first and then I'm going to ask you, Calvin. Josh, what do you love? Music and cooking. Calvin, what do you love? Love, love, love. Really good question. (laughs) I love smooth jazz. Mm. And, and chocolate peanut butter swirl ice cream. (laughs) You both love music and food and it might oh, be in different ways there is you that, certainly yeah. can have an episode just the two of you comparing music what music pairs with what food and then you give each other a challenge <laughs> this week calvin i'm going to make you listen to eminem and nah. josh is going to have to listen to <laughs> enya backwards or a country song backwards so the guy gets his car oh, back gets his woman back gets his truck back i think enya backwards is still enya mm. So that's the kind of thing. What do you love? And that is what should inspire you and create, or even that is your goal. All right. I know I don't want to reorganize my closet right now, but two things inspire me on that is an accountability buddy. And what do I love? Okay. I love cooking and I love to have smooth jazz going. That's going to be my reward. I'm going to work on my closet for an hour and then that's my reward. I'm going to, you know, do that. So when you kind of put the the other stuff together with the things you love, it can be a reward, but also an accountability buddy, which is another thing I'll do. If, if you, if people want to, that's another thing I'll certainly do. I mean, with five sons, oh, hell yeah, I can nag you. <laughs> but one of the fun things I will do is um, a partner and I will email each other, zap each other, whatever, and say, I do not want to clean my closet. You know, what, what thing are you putting off? What are you not doing? Oh, I don't want to write this article. Okay. How about from two to three today, we work on it. Let's take a picture before and after ready challenge on doesn't cost anything. It's inspirational. Like I love doing yard work and I almost always will. Like if we redo the bushes or something, I take before and after, I just love to go, look what I did. (laughs) I wash my car and I go around at other cars. You're still dirty. I'm better than you. (laughs) So for me, yeah, it's before and that. after and proof that I did something that I mattered, mm-hmm. that I existed for that moment. So okay. that's what I think. What do you love? Start there. Can you use it as a reward? Can you use it as inspiring? Can you share it with somebody? That's what I say. Okay. Sounds good. Mr. Shear? I was going to say, you, you sent us a list of stuff to talk about. And um, I think we, I think we, hit on almost everything you but you mentioned a, a little bit ago was it a section of your book on building harmony oh my project in bravery yes that because i think harmony is a dating site and my husband doesn't let me do those anymore <laughs> some people are so unreasonable <laughs> oh every husband i've had blah 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 <laughs> You and I have something in common. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm friends with my exes. They've helped me move. You can have her. I'll move her shit. Sorry. Um, Um, (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
I have to move one, but that was the end of that. You know, I mean, the, yes. the other two, no, that didn't work. <laughs> that was to make sure you got your own stuff back, right? Uh, no, that was just, I, <laughs> well, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, call myself yeah, was easy to divorce. So <laughs> one day I was walking down the street uh-huh. and saw these young ladies had just gotten ice cream mm-hmm. and it was adorable because they're like in their twenties and one had the, the waffle cone that had the bright pink, you know, um, cotton candy ice cream. And mm-hmm. the other girl had this giant cone with the blue, I think it was called blue moon ice cream, probably the same flavor, but you know, how so cute. Cause they were taking selfies along this wall and it was a brick wall. So just imagine the colors and they're cute and they're mm-hmm. laughing. And I was inspired, even though I'm very outgoing, certain things take you out of your element. And so one thing I do is I dare myself daily. And this was a dare to myself. I'm going to see if I can get a selfie with them. Cause that's silly. I don't know these girls. And I went up, I was like, could we get a selfie? And they said, well, sure. That sounds like fun. Are you on Instagram? And back then I wasn't, I just thought that was so funny. Like, are you an influencer? (laughs) So, (laughs) so I was like, let's get a picture together. Okay. And then this occurred to me. I said, but don't smile. Now, how absurd is that? You know, I'm like, okay, we're going to take this picture and don't smile. What does that make you do? You laugh. So then you try not to smile. And if they smiled, I had to retake it until we were all just serious face. <laughs> and I ended up with this. <laughs> oh, wow. Aren't they adorable? <laughs> and so I call it serious selfies with strangers. And of course, after you take this serious selfie, you burst out laughing again because it's ridiculous. So in my book, each story each um, picture that I shared in my book has a story with it and what it meant to me. And there's just different people. These ladies were in a restaurant and we were taking pictures and then they were trying to get in on it. They were trying to photobomb me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up saying, all right, let's do a serious selfie. And we did. I am friends with them now. Those ladies, we check in on the weekly. We've mm-hmm. gone to dinner together. We, we've traded art. Uh, they came to my book signing and then we took another picture with that picture. The the ladies that were my first serious selfie, somebody saw my book come out and said, hey, I know her and I know her. So the moms and the girls and I all got together for coffee and then we went shopping. All because I took my head out of my phone, interacted with somebody I wouldn't normally, and then made a silly thing out of it and we've reconnected. And I do it when I travel. I, I can still do it during COVID at safe distances. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of selfies with my dog, Munch. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my project in bravery, which turned out not just to, to get my heart going because I have to approach, I choose to approach a stranger, stranger and see yeah. if they will interact, mm-hmm. then do the silly thing and people come back to me. And one lady had a button on that said, it's my birthday. And so I approached her. We are now longstanding pen pals. This is her birth month. Mm-hmm. So we are doing lots of mail back and forth during the quarantine <laughs> because she doesn't want to, you know, get out and meet up. And I, I totally understand. So just these relationships that came out of, you know, like, look at you, Josh, you're taking your dog and your child for a walk. And instead of just walking by the neighbors, you made a big deal out of it and you shared cookies and you made their day. And no doubt they told a bunch of people too, all because you chose to interact. Mm -hmm. A simple thing that's not so simple, a simple thing that means a lot. 
Yeah, when we moved here, when we moved, when we moved into this neighborhood and decided to have our housewarming, we invited the whole block, uh, and you know, only a few people made it, and but others came up and you know apologized for not making it, and they said, "Why would you do that? Why wouldn't we do? It? Why why would I move to a new neighborhood? Invite all my friends over, block all your, you know, block all your driveways with with our friends and right make you listen to." Us having fun, right? I, what right. a better what better way to meet your neighbors than to just have everybody over? That is absolutely old timey awesome because that's what people used to do. They would have a barbecue and everybody can come to the backyard. And you're right. As time went on, yeah, it was more of this is my circle and this is my people, and that's why there are a lot of conflicts in neighborhoods. But you have, it sounds like you have a great area that you live in. Yeah, yeah, we do. We counted the houses. There are 32 houses on the street. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a manageable, if if 75% of people show up, that's manageable in a backyard. Yeah. And I've got 60 hamburgers and 60 <laughs> hot dogs and, and hoped for the best. And, and it that's worked right. out fine. Some people brought stuff to munch on. And yeah. You know, you Some can also do one and of those. And here all this time, I was thinking it was a surprise party for me. Oh, man. That oh, that's was right. You were here, part. weren't you? That, <laughs> you were the here for a big... surprise part was there. Yeah, it just was wasn't about you. One of them anyway, yeah. Yeah, you, you were here for that, weren't you? Yeah, we snuck in from... Well, we didn't sneak in from Syracuse. You don't, you don't no, I, I had to <laughs> I had to come you had get to you come, from the airport. You, you didn't, you didn't me. sneak yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. Josh, have you ever heard of those progressive parties? Or have you, Calvin? No. You get so with that many houses, you'd have to break it into maybe five houses per time. But it's a progressive party where one house is the hors d'oeuvre, then you all move to the yeah, next okay. house for the salad, and then you move to the next house for the entree, and then oh, the wow. next house for dessert, the next house for an after dinner drink. Interesting, yeah. Hmm. So when we get to see each other again, that could be fun. Sure, then everybody's just, so everybody just doing their one... when the party is. Yes, well, we know you're gonna cook. Well, oh, see, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the mac and cheese guy, and the, uh, I'm, I'm mac and cheese, and um, what's my other dish? Chili. Yeah, I got that. Well, let's all get, let's all get wealthy, and we'll private plane this, right? Well, you know, we can start. Yeah, that was my plan, wasn't it? Right. That's right. We, yeah. We can all start at your house, and um, that's right. Come on around, and um. Because the plan was to get wealthy, have a have enough money that I can call any one of my friends anywhere in the world and tell and take them to lunch, no matter where we're going to go. Nice. Just go pick them up. Let's go handle it. You know. So how do we do that during quarantine? Send them a picture of lunch. <laughs> Wish you were here. Well, you know, strangely enough, the people that I hang out with most are very conscientious people. Yeah. Most of them aren't out doing renegade things like, you know, breathing deeply in a crowd of people they don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> as is my family. So those I can trust to be clean. But still, we got the masks. Yes. Maybe monster mask. You never know. It, uh, see, did I say that? Did I say well, that? I guess, no. I guess what we need to do is is to come up with, you know, five people or whatever, do it on Zoom. You know, one person decides what everybody's having for mm-hmm. for appetizers. What for their each? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, here here's the recipe for it, and you know, we'll we'll all make what we've got. And 
Josh, that's brilliant. You just invented the virtual progressive dinner. There we go. He's smart like that. That's why we hang out. I like it. Or it could be lunch break. It could be anything. I mean, people are doing virtual happy hours. One of the podcasts I'm going to be on, you have to have your drink and they first talk about what your drink is. Not that if you don't drink, obviously that's fine. I do enjoy a little bit of bourbon once in a while. Mm. So uh, that's a podcast that is a virtual happy hour. What's that? We've we've had um, the virtual happy hours. Yeah, we the thing is you can get toasted and don't have to go anywhere and you can just lay down on your floor. (laughs) You're not driving. So there you go. So why not? I'm involved with a, well, pre-COVID, we were involved with a drink called, with a group called Drinking Liberally, with a drink called Grouping Liberally, (laughs) with a group called Drinking Liberally. And yeah, they're, it's it's actually a national group, but we have a, a fairly sizable chapter here. And we were getting together twice a month at, at a, restaurant where they you know, set us up a table for 25 and uh, you know, a little bit of politics talk, a lot of, a lot of freely flowing alcohol and dinner. And they've gone virtual every week since COVID hit. So, Oh really? I didn't wow. know. Um, so they're still, you know, seven o'clock every Thursday. We know if we want to drink with friends and we've got Sweet. a place to dial in for a couple hours. That's well, so great. Go. And to keep that, as a standing date is really important yeah. because then, yeah, then it's your choice and it's, it's that regular timing of it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a really, you know, that's what we need. We have to stay connected. We are very creative with it now. We are. But I'm, yeah. I really enjoy my pen pals because the, the first thing you ever want to open after you go to your mailbox is something that's handwritten. Yeah. So it's fun to get mail. And I love to mail silly things. I managed to get eight Christmas cards out this year. I never do a holiday card. (laughs) I don't want to be predictable. I'll send you an Easter card in July. Oh, this wasn't predictable. I haven't sent out Christmas cards in five years. This is a real surprise. Oh, (laughs) I think the best thing is. I got so much going on. It's just to sit down and take the time to do it. Now, the next time, maybe I'll get that personal letter out to go with it, but it'll, it'll have to be typed. But, <clears throat> you know, life is life is good. Yeah. So, which sounds like this was fun. <clears throat> yes, this has been great to meet you guys. I really appreciate the time and getting together and check out my podcast, Stranger Connections, when you get a chance. Oh, I, I interview people with quirky, quirky life stories and strange careers. The guy that carries around a 40-pound gnome everywhere he goes and he's jumped out of a plane he's climbed mountains he's met a lot of strangers like i have Mm. the guy who was a monk and then quit i ask him a lot of questions i'll bet you and i ask everyone to share a dare or a prank so it's a very different Hmm. podcast (laughs) now what was that again strange stranger stranger connections stranger connection yeah well, awesome. A lady who can talk to your dog and tell you what it's been trying to tell you. She we actually talked to my here. dog through Zoom. What's that? We got one of those here. Do you? A dog whisperer? Yeah. 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 My dog's a rescue. She actually I haven't, I haven't connected me. with her for a while. but uh, Yeah, I had well, a handwriting expert too, and she, she read my handwriting thing, and it was amazing what she said, because I didn't tell her that my husband lost his business. And she said, the way I was doing my the letter G or something, she said, you're concerned financially and you're depending on someone else for your financial mm-hmm. instead of on yourself. It was like, Oh, that was pretty flipping accurate. 
We had to liquidate. That was horrid. But anyway, she caught that just from my handwriting. Watch, wow. watch, watch those people who stalk you. Just saying. <laughs> I do. I watch them. <laughs> I watch anyway. them in my cameras. I watch there them with go. my binoculars. I'm watching you. you. That song by the police. <laughs> yeah, really. Every step yeah. you take, baby. That's it. I got, I got you. That's it. <laughs> so cool. Uh, so fabulous to be on your show. And thank you for including me. It was so much fun. Your questions are really good. You guys are great interviewers. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thanks. I tell all your friends. I will. And Calvin, don't you forget, I'm the one that got Josh to actually laugh. Yes. That's right. Um, that deserves awards. <laughs> awards. New award right he'll, here. He'll, he'll say something special in the, in the uh, podcast notes, I'm sure. Yay. <laughs> I'll watch for that. All right. Awesome. Thanks, All right. guys. So you have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week. A Better Human Hood production.